Welcome back, Bayside. Streaming only on Peacock. Can't wait to start junior year. Saved by the Bell is back. This is gonna be awesome. And taking school spirit. Our rivals just destroyed our mascot. We're gonna crush Valley. To the max. If we don't learn from the past, we are doomed to repeat it. That's why we have all these reboots of teen shows from the 90s. Get a new idea, Hollywood. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun's just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Easily best AEW women's match of all time. Um, and probably, I, I don't know about you, Jeff. I, to me, it's hard to think of a women's match right now that I would take above that one i mean uh, it, to me it's, it's definitely gonna be top three for the year in women's wrestling uh and, and arguably number one it's still real to me damn it Everybody, welcome to this week's edition of the Still Real Toast Show, episode number 579 from March 18th, 2021. This is your WWE Fastlane Preview and Predictions Edition of SRTU. I'm one after the show. I am Jeff Peck, joined every single week by my co-host, the one only Dr. Trey Franklin. Dr. Trey, they've always said. Nothing stops this show, my friend, and I think we've added another checklist to that long list of things that have tried to stop SRTU from going. Yeah, it was uh, yesterday. We had a, a, a pretty big uh, storm front come through, dropped several tornadoes in, in my area. Uh, trying to get home was kind of fun because the roads were, you know, roads were blocked from down trees and down power lines, and just a little bit fun. The, the, the crazy thing was so. We actually got everybody out of work early yesterday because we knew the storms were coming in. And so I left work a little bit early to go pick up the boys from grandma's house. And when I got there, I found out my oldest stepson, or my, my oldest, my stepson decided he was going to stay at grandma's house because he felt safer at her house than at our house because she's got a basement and, you know, much more, a little bit denser of a place than we do. So we went home. Me, my, uh, my beautiful wife, and, and young Sammy, and we got home, and no more than like 30 minutes after we got home, they had a tornado uh, pass over. So it didn't actually touch down, but the winds were like almost right there at ground level, passed over less than a mile from Grandma's house, and uh, tore the roads up, flipped over the uh, canopy for a gas station, like the big metal canopy 
flipped it over, knocked down trees, power lines, tore a couple roofs off. And the, today when I picked him up, I said, it's, it's pretty impressive that you decided to stay there for safety and the tornado touched down less than a mile from you. So it's been a pretty crazy 24 hours here. Yeah, everybody's okay? Yeah, everybody's okay. Like, the funny part, I told us, you know, we, we had some wind and some rain at the house, but we didn't lose any farm animals. <laughs> like, all the chickens, none of the chickens got blown away. We lost power for literally about five seconds, and that okay. was it. Like, all our right. house was great, but just some of the other areas got a little bit of flooding. We had uh, probably, I think, six or seven tornadoes touched down within probably about a 60-mile radius around our house. Jeez, man. Yeah, I had uh, I had no idea. So to pull back the curtain, uh, it's so funny that you say this because there's so many times that I'm like sitting in the morning and I have the news on and I hear like that there was some sort of tornado and it always seems to hit like the Alabama area. And yeah. there's been so many times that I've expected to see like you post something on Facebook or get a text from you like, hey, tornado hit, won't be able to uh, to record tonight. And it's never happened, right? I mean, it always feels like to me in the Northeast that tornadoes always happen. And this one, I, I guess I completely missed the news on this one because I didn't see this anywhere. So I'm just happy to hear that you're okay. Everything's all right. Uh, going into recording the podcast, we were going to aim to record this about an hour or two before you and I are actually doing it on Thursday night. And uh, yeah, you you had to you got redirected around and, and your normal route home got how much longer was it now well the normal route it had me about 15 minutes late and so i'm like all right well i should be good to go by about 5 45 and then on the way home sammy kind of threw a little temper tantrum so i thought something was wrong so i pulled the car over into a little gas station checked on him he was just fussy from being in the car and then we get about two miles from the exit and because of the weather like it's still raining on and off all day today and sure enough, somebody got into a, a, a car wreck about, you know, like two miles from my exit and back traffic. We didn't move for about a good 30 minutes. We were literally Jeez. just at a stance on the interstate, three lane interstate, literally at a standstill. And so it's like, yep, this is just kind of how it goes. If we have those days where we're trying to get a little bit behind, it just always kind of piles on. Luckily, it didn't look like anybody was hurt. Um, but it was the second wreck I had seen in two days yesterday. Um, Driving back from a job site, we literally—I saw literally saw a car on fire uh, from a wreck. So it's just been was it like I've always been very lucky with tornadoes, and I'm going to knock on a wood for this right beside me. But um, I've had tornadoes touch down the same street as me. I've had tornadoes touch down in my neighborhood uh, when we were living at the old house here in Alabama. We had one touch down about six, about say about half a mile from the house. So we've always been very, very lucky with that, and I'm hoping it stays that way. But I, I'm weird growing up in Oklahoma, Arkansas, and now living in Alabama. Tornadoes are just a part of life. So I was always the weird one that was fascinated by them, and I can chase them. But now I'm at, at my advanced age with the kids, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. Just uh, stay sheltered, stay safe, and uh, just ride it all out. Uh, good to hear everybody's doing okay. Obviously, uh, your path home wasn't as uh, what you normally would hope it would be. I guess to tie it all into professional wrestling, Dr. Trey, and throw in a dad joke. I know you could love a good dad joke yeah. uh, here. Is I assume you did not find the fast lane home? No, no. I mean, you know, every time we're on that road uh, heading to our final destination, that sometimes there's a roadblock. Uh, Ooh, good reference. Usually, usually I can catch the fast lane home, 
but but today things got uh, kind of taken down a peg. Roadblock, a uh, once in a lifetime, meaning that it only has happened once. Uh, WWE Network special, headlined by Dean Ambrose and Triple H, back in I think like 2015. So good yeah, reference there, Doctor Trey. Yeah, I know my history. I mean, I try to stand and deliver for us. Ooh, wow! Just ro- we let's wrap up the show now. So quick <laughs> predictions, and let's call it a day. It's the first ever 10 minute SRTU. Uh, let's get into it, Doctor Trey. So big news on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, going back to last year, I was very. Um, before COVID, upset with how WWE made their decision for the um, WWE Universal Championship match, where Roman Reigns basically came out, said, I want to take on Goldberg, and Goldberg's like, okay, yeah, you want a title shot at WrestleMania, here you go, when like three weeks prior, they had the Royal Rumble for that same opportunity, like 30 wrestlers were battling it out for that, uh, that, that chance, and all Roman Reigns had to do was just walk out, say, I want a title shot at WrestleMania, and Goldberg obliged. I thought that was bad booking, and uh, WWE carried that over. Here we are a year later with uh, professional two great guys, two guys I really enjoy watching right now: Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. That is now official for WrestleMania 37 WWE Championship match. Drew McIntyre, I don't even know if he formally challenged Bobby Lashley. Just said like, "Hey, I want that title shot." Uh, and a week later, opening up Raw, we get the graphic: Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship now official. You have Fastlane this Sunday. We would all know how the direction was going to be if you made Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus Sheamus a number one contenders match. Dr. Trey, the title match is official. It's a title match that you and I both wanted to see, uh, dating back to when we first started speculating this could be happening about a month ago. But there is no storyline rhyme nor reason other than the fact that Drew McIntyre just wants to avenge his uh, Elimination Chamber beatdown, which helped Miz become the champion and regain his title. There was no earning of that championship spot, and it's the biggest showcase of the year. He basically got like a bye as a first-round seed to the championship game. Your thoughts? Lashley McIntyre, official for WrestleMania 37. I mean, I mean, it's March. There, there can be a little bit of madness going on as, as Sammy gets upset about the whole situation himself. Uh, to me, I look at it, you know, we've had these in the past where we didn't like the build to the announcement of the match, but then the build leading to the match kind of made up for it. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for here. Like, there is built-in storyline. Like, you know, Lashley cost McIntyre the title, and McIntyre hasn't had his rematch yet, so it does make sense on that level. We have the history from their match last year, which you and I have said is probably one of the best pandemic matches that we saw, I, I'm okay with it a lot more than last year with Roman just coming out and saying, I, you know, I want to fight Goldberg and Goldberg going, okay, cool. Like there was literally no history. It was literally just going to be spear versus spear. At least this one has a little bit of tie in and we have six weeks to WrestleMania. So I'm sure they'll, they'll kind of build the storyline a little bit more and it'll get a little more intense as we head in the road. Plus I, I did like the weird tie in of Sheamus attacking Lashley on raw. So to me, I was kind of like, all right, it may not be the best build, but it's, it's not so bad, really. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I I just feel like with a pay-per-view around the corner on Sunday, like that you could run with Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre, number one contenders match, winner takes on Bobby Lashley. I mean, they could have announced it for that match they had, for, you know, the, the match they had True. last week on, on Raw. They could Which was a great way. Raw match, by the way. Yeah. And so maybe, you know, we get something at Fastlane, you know, last minute change of venue, or maybe, you know, they get Lashley in, or they get Sheamus involved because right now 
you look at the card, you know, Sheamus is one of the top guys on Raw. He doesn't have an opponent lined up yet for WrestleMania. Maybe he somehow gets factored into it. Maybe something else goes on. So he's kind of the wild card in this buildup heading into WrestleMania. Like, where does he fit in uh, when a lot of the other card kind of got laid out from the top Raw superstars? Uh, other news with the WrestleMania 37 card, we have another title match official for the Raw Tag Team Championship, The New Day, who won their 11th reign over the Hurt Business, which I was disappointed to see. I really enjoyed Cedric and Shelton tagging together. Uh, they will be taking on AJ Styles and the debuting Omos. That is now an official match for WrestleMania. We get Kofi, we get AJ Styles in the same ring, we get Xavier Woods, AJ Styles in the same ring. You've got three great ring in-ring workers. You have one massive, literally massive unknown in Omos. Uh, I do think that Omos could potentially be somebody down the line. Uh, but here we are. I mean, what what an opportunity for Omos. Debuting at WrestleMania, three great in-ring workers will be surrounding him. This is like the perfect way to hide any of his uh, of his issues. But no pressure whatsoever. Raymond James Stadium, forty five potentially 45,000 people each night. Uh, Dr. Trey, your thoughts on the Raw Tag Team title match? See, I was a little more upset with this build than I was the you know Drew and Lashley one because you know New Day literally just wins the belt and then AJ comes out with almost interrupt and there's no mention of how the hurt business factors into this um, because to me like I, I I would want to reward those guys because the hurt business has kind of carried Raw pretty much you know for the last six eight months. Um, I, the, the match itself is a good way to hide almost and also showcase what he's good at. Like a guy like him who's that raw and that green, you want to sh- focus on his strengths and hide his weaknesses. And a guy that size with two, you know, I would say, I mean, comparatively speaking, undersized guys, obviously you're going to be able to showcase his strength and Kofi and Xavier are phenomenal at selling for a guy. So he's going to look phenomenal in that role. It just, I just, you know, kind of feel bad for the hurt business. It kind of felt like, Hey guys, thanks for kind of carrying the tag division for the last, you know, six months. But uh, yeah, yeah. Off to the side you know, into anonymity for a little bit. Yeah, it's an interesting decision. I'm with you. I mean, you could definitely make a case there between the McIntyre-Lashley build and uh, this Raw Tag Team match. Like, it was just literally thrown together, um, the Raw Tag Team match. And this is days after there was a report on several wrestling websites that uh, basically Vince McMahon reportedly blew up the WrestleMania 37 card. So maybe this is a remnants of it. Didn't really know what the path was for AJ Styles. Did not know what the path was for the New Day. I would have loved to see New Day versus Hurt Business. In a uh, in a championship match, but uh, here we are, Doctor Trey. It, it is what it is at this point. Uh, AJ Styles get an opportunity to perform with Omos in a tag team match at WrestleMania 37 against the New Day. Uh, moving over to Impact Wrestling, they just had uh, their most recent uh, event, which is now escaping me. What was the most recent Impact Wrestling event this past? Was it Rebellion? No, was that's that- in that's in April. This is bad. May have been sacrifice. I, I think you're right. I think it was sacrifice. Um, and they put the tag team championship on David Finley and Juice Robinson, known collectively as Finjuice, a tag team from New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Impact Wrestling tag team titles are now on their way or already there in in New Japan. Uh, they will be back in April for the Rebellion pay per view. Late April, they will be defending against the Good Brothers, Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson. This is also uh, days removed. From the announcement that Rich Swan, who is now he retained the Impact World Championship and won the TNA World Title from Moose, will be going one on one against Kenny Omega in a title for title match, where both the AEW and Impact Wrestling 
and um, uh, TNA World Championships will be on the line. Dr. Trey, uh, which begs the question here, is this a smart business move or a bad gamble? Because Impact will have their tag titles in New Japan. Their, their t- world championship more than likely will probably be around the waist of an AEW superstar at the end of next month. Uh, it's Is this a bad gamble or is this a smart business move for Impact Wrestling right now to get more eyes on their product? Um, to me, it's a smart gamble. If that makes Ooh, sense, it's, it's, right in that fence. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's mainly because of you know getting the eyes on the product. I mean, it, I mean, it's not like independent wrestling where you put a belt on a guy, the guy decides he's never coming back to your promotion. Obviously, there there are deals in place, um, and this is part of that forbidden door. Tony Khan, Don Callis, you know, New Japan type arrangement where now we're getting all these crossovers. So you can see the Impact Championship in New Japan. So the you know the, those people in Japan who you know maybe only know WWE television now they're like, hey, so there's another promotion called Impact and, and Finn Juice is a part of it, and the Good Brothers are there. Like maybe I should check this out, and you get that same kind of cross promotion with hopefully getting some AEW fans and check out Impact. I mean, Impact's ratings for the most part since this whole began is up, so it is moving in the right direction. It's just. My to me the gamble is you're kind of making all your impact stars look like second rate to everybody else. Uh, exactly. And how how are you going to build the credibility back of when your impact champions just lost the belts and we see them on AEW pretty much more than we see them on Impact? You know, potentially your unified Impact TNA champion is going to lose to the AEW champion. You know, how, where are you going to start getting your credibility back on how good your roster is? Because we don't see the Impact guys on AEW outside of the Good Brothers. We're not seeing a lot of the Impact guys over at New Japan other than, what, Chris Bay and one other person? I think I can't remember who, who it is. TJP. TJP. And, and you just had TJP lose his belts also to Ace Austin. So, you know, where are you building your ground up, your foundation up as top guys when your top guys keep losing? You are uh, historically the Impact Wrestling fan. I've been watching Impact Wrestling since it came to Access Television, so well over a year now. And I said at the award show last year, uh, last show of the year, that I felt like Impact Wrestling, the second half of 2020, was one of the best wrestling programming shows I watched. I, I literally loved watching that show each and every week. When they integrated AEW, I was really excited for it, wanted to see where things were going, and truthfully, while their viewership is up and my eyes are certainly on the product a lot more because of the crossover and, and all that stuff, I do feel like Impact Wrestling has taken a step back. They look like the redheaded stepchild or the little brother to an AEW. The paid advertisements with Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone, they were very entertaining. Now it's to the point where like they're getting mocked, and I don't know when and how they will get their come up- comeuppance. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in their promo are taking shots at Impact Wrestling that they were the ones that must have paid for the explosions. Like there has to be a comeuppance here at some point for impact. And I just don't foresee that happening with Rich Swan being in a match with Kenny Omega. I love Rich Swan, highly talented, great guy, ton of charisma, great in-ring worker fan of his. So don't get me wrong when I'm saying this, but Kenny Omega is on a different playing field than Rich Swan. Like it, just their tiers are completely different. And I just feel like Rich Swan being in a match with Kenny Omega does not do it for me, and he ends up looking like a second-class citizen to one of the best wrestlers in the world in Kenny Omega. 
Yeah, I can see that. But then again, I can I can look at it and go, you know, Kenny Omega, as good as he is, can make anybody appear to be on his level. Agreed. That's a you great know? point. So, I mean, he may be in this process. He helps elevate Rich Swan to a the next level. But the problem Impact has is there's no not a whole lot of depth behind Rich Swan. I mean, you got Moose, who I think if you put Moose in that spot with Kenny Omega would make would be compelling. You could put Sammy Callahan in that spot, but outside of that, they don't really have anybody yet that you feel like is on that main event tier level. I mean, Eddie Edwards to a degree. But he's always been kind of like the transitional impact champion when called upon. They just don't have anybody that you look at and you go, yep, that's the guy. I mean, you can't put Brian Myers or Zach Cardona in there or excuse me, Matt Cardona in there because people could look at it like those guys were jobbers in WWE and we think now they can you know, hang with Kenny Omega. They're kind of stuck in a place. And I think that's one of the reasons why they kind of get looked at as that, that redheaded stepchild because the other companies that are working with them have much bigger name talent that they can flaunt. I mean, you look at New Japan's roster. If, if, if Okada showed up or Tanahashi showed up, you know, we, we saw Kenta show up. If any of those guys showed up in, in Impact, you'd be like, there's nobody here that can compete with these guys. You know, so it, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's a smart gamble because maybe by doing these cross promotions, the, the talent on the other rosters can kind of elevate these guys in the eyes of the fans. It just looks weird because especially when you have Ethan Page, who was an Impact Wrestling star eight weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, shows up working for AEW now. Like, nobody is leaving AEW for Impact Wrestling. They're leaving Impact Wrestling for AEW. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think you've convinced me that it's a smart, potentially a smart gamble because if it pays off, it's going to be very big for Impact Wrestling. But right now... um, I'm just not seeing it. Like, yeah, Kenny Omega is going to put Rich Swan on the map, but going into it name headline wise up, up on the marquee, it's not doing it for me. It, it's it's not doing it for me right now. And and I don't know, man. I, I don't know what you give a letter grade for this crossover so far. But if I had to, um, AEW, I don't think it's added anything to them. Uh, Impact Wrestling is taking a step back. I would give this like a C minus right now. Yeah. Um, I was going to go just like a straight C because I think it's been very average because it does, it, it feels so one-sided. Um, and then even when I was sitting here, I was like, you know, if somebody were to say, Hey, who's the biggest star, who's the biggest name star in impact wrestling? I mean, Ken Shamrock. Like, and he hasn't, he's, I don't think he's still working for them. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even know who you get, like who's, there's not a name in impact right now that, Tra- you know that transcends wrestling even on a smart mark level like you know most fans know who rich swan is but if you ask a you know, kind of fan who rich swan is like they'll be like yeah wasn't he like a cruiserweight champion at one time like eddie edwards like i remember him from ring of honor like there's just nobody that has that draw appeal uh that you know new japan and AEW has i, w- I would have given the nod to either eddie edwards Moose or Sammy Callahan. And I think Moose is on his way out of Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, for one, I mean, the fact that he's been there this long is is a credit to his loyalty. Because you, you get a guy that's that kind of a physical specimen now with the the experience level in pro wrestling that he has. You know, he's, I mean, this is a guy, I mean, he has some really solid matches with, you know, Drew Galloway and, and Bobby Lashley back in their time in Impact. 
I've, I've been amazed that he's been there for the last three years. I, I figured he would have jumped ship, you know, years ago. Uh, it's been a while so we, since we did this. Let's do a little bit of a roundup in the world of professional wrestling. We'll keep it with AEW, Dr. Trey. Uh, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa had an awesome unsanctioned lights-out match on AEW Dynamite to close it out this past Wednesday night. Both women got extremely bloody, some incredibly hardcore spots. Props to Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa for doing what they did this past Wednesday. Yeah, um, easily best AEW women's match of all time. Um, and probably, I, I don't know about you, Jeff, I, to me it's hard to think of a women's match right now that I would take above that one. I mean, it's, uh, it, to me it's, it's definitely going to be top three for the year in women's wrestling uh, and, and arguably number one. Wow, that's pretty big. You know what it reminds me of, Dr. Trey, is the um, best friends Santana Ortiz street fight where I didn't have like any expectations in the match. And then once the match was going on and they were just doing these spots, I was like, wow, I'm really into this. Like, that's how I felt with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, where it was getting towards the end of it. I'm like, oh, man, this is this is turning into something special and something memorable that I think fans are going to be talking about in the history of Dynamite for a long time. Yeah, uh, to me, like I was really enjoying it, and then when Britt pulled out the thumbtacks, I kind of went, "Holy crap!" Like I have never seen a women's match involve thumbtacks. Like that was pretty crazy and impressive for me. So, I mean, NXT is is still the standard bearer when it comes to to women's wrestling, but you know, we have we have bagged on the women's division AEW for a long time, and it's like, yeah, this is why Britt Baker should be the focal point of your division. Like that was a fantastic match, and. You know, some of those shots of her pouring blood out are, are going to be iconic shots. Like, we're going to see those pictures years from now as long as Britt keeps trending in the right direction. I believe AEW has already made a picture, uh, a picture, a T-shirt of that photo of uh, Britt Baker with the blood coming out of her head. I think I saw that earlier this morning. Well, they did it when she broke her nose, didn't they? Yeah, they did that as well. Yeah. So Dr. Trey, do you think AEW goes to the uh, hardcore well one too many times? Yeah. But they, they they are probably the one company that goes, hey, we know we have fans who like comedy. We know we have fans who like the high-flying stuff. We know we have fans who like hardcore. They try to give a little bit to every fan base where some of the other shows cater to one or the other or maybe two parts. AEW really does try to get a little bit of everything into every episode of Dynamite. I'll give them credit for that. Is there a place for hardcore wrestling in today's environment? And I say that because WWE got away from it because it just was way too unsafe. It wasn't good for the wrestlers' health. Like, they didn't want them to get any more staph infections. Uh, the blood had stopped, and we know the whole PG stuff. But there was actually some legitimate health concerns as to why, reportedly, WWE walked away from it. AEW launches two years ago, and the big thing that Tony Khan was talking about was bringing uh, you know, keeping the, the wrestlers healthy and giving them health insurance, which I've talked about before here on the podcast. I don't know. I haven't heard any updates if they've ever been given health insurance, but, but they keep going to the blood. Well, a lot, Cody Rhodes does it like every other match. They've now done it every the, twice in the last 10 days. You had the barbed wire match with Moxley and Kenny Omega. And then we had the unsanctioned match with Thunder Rosa and, and Britt Baker. Is there a place for hardcore wrestling in today's environment? Uh, I, I think what they do, this is one of the upsides of having the talent be so involved in the matches because you're kind of leaving it up to the talent. And, and sometimes you get the inmates running the asylum and, and you get like WCW 2000. Um, and other times, you know, they're, they're, if, if they're willing to take the risks, then, you know, it, it's kind of like, why stop them? You know, it's like if you're willing to go out there and, and do it and feel like you're going to be safe in the process, 
you know, more power to him. It's just, it's, it is one of those things where, like, you know, the Cody thing, like, Cody bleeds for no apparent reason. You know, the other stuff they're doing, like, you know, Omega, Moxley, that was a culmination of a feud, you know, Brent Baker, Thunder Rosa, culmination of a feud. It's, it, it really does make sense in how they put together most of the time. Like I said, Cody will just randomly go run headfirst into a wall for no reason and start bleeding, and then you're just like, okay, Cody's, Cody's bleeding again. So uh, I would say probably 70% of the time it makes sense in how they do it, and then there's Cody's 30%, which also means I will never get signed by AEW because I'm backing on Cody. Keeping with AEW here, MJF's new stable has gotten a name. It is called the Pinnacle. What is What do you think about the name, and what is the ceiling for this group? Uh... The name, not bad. It's actually one of the names I had actually thought about myself when I was trying to come up with stable names. It was actually on my list. Um, I'm a little bummed out that we didn't get some kind of... You know, remember, remember Flair and, and TNA had Fortune? I was kind of hoping for a four-type name, but then I was like, well, but there's six of them, so they can't really be a four horsemen. So, but to me, it's not a bad name, and, and Pinnacle's the peak, and... Um, you know, for a new stable, I mean, this stable has the potential to be outstanding. When you look at the people involved in this with, you know, FTR and, and Sean Spears and MJF and Wardlow, like it's got a lot of potential because these are all like super talented guys. There's really, you could probably say Wardlow might be the weak link just because he's green or, you know, Sean Spears because how he's been booked. But when you get, you know, a guy like MJF and a team like FTR, I mean, that's that's very reminiscent of, of Horseman when you had Arn and Tully and Flair. Like, those are three guys that are probably the best at what they do uh, in their given field. Uh, and then lastly here, Dr. Trey, your thoughts on the edict from WWE to ban the infamous leg slap. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I got a good laugh out of it. The fact that it came to a point where they had to issue an edict. And, I, and here's the thing. I don't have a problem with it uh, because I like I would watch it and it was getting to the point where it was almost taking over matches because we see so many super kicks and so many headbutts and I'm like you do realize if you've ever headbutted somebody it does not make that sound if you ever kick somebody in the face it does not make that sound it is it got to the point where it's almost comical and you see super kicks where they weren't making contact and you were hearing the sound it. I, I'm kind of glad they did it. I noticed it right away on Raw when, when Sheamus threw the headbutt. He didn't leg slap on the head. Or not, excuse me, when uh, Drew McIntyre threw the Glasgow kiss and didn't leg slap on it. It's like it had a little bit of thud sound. I'm like, that's what a headbutt sounds like. It it actually made a lot of sense. My favorite part was AEW with the uh, the T-shirts. Uh, I don't know if you caught that. I think one of the Bucks had a shirt that said leg slaps that had the line through it. So I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did see that. Um uh, and plus, this was also coming off the week, speaking of Drew McIntyre, that he took a shot at uh, AEW, talking about their explosion. So it seems that WWE and uh, AEW now are back at taking shots at one another. Yeah, I mean, also, uh, didn't Drew say that he that wasn't an intentional sh- uh, shot? It was more of a subconscious thing. Like, he really didn't mean anything by it. But, you know, Wait, did he, ad- he addressed it? Yeah, there was an interview he did uh, with... So I can't. I, I read about it uh, Sunday. There was an interview he did, and somebody had called him, asked him about that. He was like, "It wasn't a direct shot at them." He goes, "Half the time I go out there, I have no idea what I'm going to say." He goes, "You know, it wasn't intentional, but it, you know, he was like basically maybe it was subconscious that he made the joke about you know the sparks and stuff like that." So, 
Oh, wow. No, I did not see that. So that's good to see. That is good to see that he is uh, not taking shots because I just think it's, it's kind of petty, but yeah. is what it is. Uh, okay, Dr. Trey, big news today. I don't know if you purchased it. Uh, I did. WWE Network has officially moved to Peacock. I signed up for the nine ninety nine for the first four months of Peacock, so now I could watch uh, the new WWE Network and Save by the Bell because that's what I'm doing. Um, it has officially moved to Peacock, and and the current or original WWE Network will be going off in the sunset on April fourth. When we look back at the original WWE Network, what would you say is its legacy? In uh, in overall entertainment, um, I would probably say that it was the the trendsetter, like it kind of set the tone for what all the other streaming services wanted to be. Um, I don't know which streaming service you have, but like I have HBO Max, and HBO Max is kind of divided up almost exactly like the WWE Network, where you can do go in there and search for certain things. Then there are also things where they're grouped together by like your DC Comics this this and this much like the wwe network is um you see a lot of the sports streaming services have almost copied the wwe network so to me when you look back at it i would say it, it was the trendsetter for all these streaming services yeah it's something right i mean when you really look back at it there was no at the time there was no disney plus there was no espn plus there was no ufc fight pass impact plus didn't exist uh, BR Live, all these things. Fight TV. I think Fight TV may have been around by then. But uh, all these things that didn't really... I mean, ne- the WWE Network, Dr. Trey, if you really think about it back in 2014, which is is hard to, to believe now that it's been seven years, but you look at streaming television today, and it's just filled. Everything has... Every network has their own. Uh, HBO Max, Paramount Plus... Um, I said the Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, obviously, Amazon Prime Video. There's so many of these choices. But back then, seven years ago, just seven years ago, there was nothing that was really uh, available, like outside of Netflix at this point. The network, WWE Network, really changed the game for everything as a whole. They made the price point so low because at that point, pay-per-views were $54, $60 a show. Could you imagine paying... 50 bucks for fast lane on Sunday when it's definitely not worth 50 bucks. 999, which was always the big joke. We always heard of things about the tears. And it ushered in an affordable alternative for wrestling fans not to go out there, don't pirate the the shows. Watch you have every pay-per-view for 999, you'll have the, the, the library, all this original content, uh, NXT at the beginning of the launch. Like I remember when we were talking about net, the network in like its first 6 months first first year what do we want to see more and it was just a lot more content and now there is just content coming out of the ears when it comes to wwe network from a business standpoint it was a great move for them to move to peacock it's going to bring more eyes on their product it obviously fills up their pockets a lot more and there's no overhead cost of now taking care of the network like there used to be but sadly i'm going to miss it dr trey like that is um that's a go-to i mean i watch probably wwe network every day nearly or close to it you know um you have your lists, you have the things, the series that you watch, that you binge watch. It really, truly changed the game. And I don't know if it'll ever get the respect that it deserves, but I truly believe that WWE Network changed the face of streaming and ushered in an opportunity for other uh, industries and other uh, companies to go out on a limb and create their own streaming platform service. Yeah, uh, 
you know, I was thinking about too. I said, you know, maybe the negative was it kind of helped break kayfabe even more because we're getting more behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, and, and those casual wrestling fans, and all of a sudden you're seeing like two people who were adversaries in the ring, like hanging out together backstage. You know, but it, it kind of was able to give you that peek inside the world of a professional wrestler that you know a lot of us craved, and we didn't have that access prior. And the fact that it's moving to a bigger platform uh, is great to so get more eyes on the product, and, and you know maybe increase the air of the ratings. The thing I've been curious about this entire time, and I don't know how, how you thought about it, the fact that it's going to be on Peacock, which is an NBC you know streaming service. Yet they have the huge deal with Fox. It, it, it's kind of like watching a guy try to date two women at once. It's just waiting for waiting for the shoe to drop on one side or the other, though. Yeah, it's it's extremely weird. It, it appears I don't know if we've we'll, we'll, kind of gotten bits and pieces. We've never really gotten the full story of what took place. But when you go back about a year ago before the pandemic, it appeared that WWE was on the verge of making some sort of move with the network. You had the tiered system; they were going to pay like thirteen bucks. A month, you would get the independent shows and a whole lot more. There's going to be a nine ninety nine, then a four ninety nine tier or something along those lines. And then reportedly, WWE Network was in negotiations with ESPN. That's why they were airing WrestleMania during the beginning stages of the pandemic. Like you could watch, what were they airing? Like WrestleMania 30 and 31 and 32, 33 or something. Uh, and then Fox was getting all of the other WWE Network content. Like Ruthless Aggression, the series, was on the network like, uh, excuse me, on Fox, like days after it appeared on the network. So it appeared that WWE was whining and dining some clients, whether it be Fox, whether it be uh, ESPN and ABC for their ESPN Plus service, or even elevating their own network game. Some sort of change was going to happen. It appeared that they thought that the cost-saving move for them and actually bring in more revenue was to let somebody else own their service. So it, it appeared Peacock became the winner. I, I do think it's a better move for them. It gives fans – If I'm a big fan of The Office. Uh, I don't know about you, Dr. Trey, but if, if folks want to go out and watch m- movies, I, I saw that Fast Five is on there with The Rock. Um, <laughs> if you want to watch old Saved by the Bell, it, it's it's on there. Uh, Punky Brewster is on there. It's it's an original series. I, I don't have any interest in watching that, but maybe somebody will. Uh, it gives people more of a generic way to watch their programming outside of the WWE Network stuff. I, I did go on it. I don't know. Uh, Dr. Trey, did you have you purchased Peacock? Do you have any plans to get Peacock? That's actually something I I, I, I got I got lost in dates when you when you work as much as I do. Sometimes the days kind of run together. Uh, but yeah, that's actually my plans for the night is to actually switch everything over because uh, I don't want to get my bill from network uh, coming up. But um, I'm just excited, Jeff, because maybe, maybe, I can watch all the Marine movies. Maybe they'll put all the Marine movies on people. You know, I didn't see if that was on there, but I do know that the the face of it looks very similar to the current WWE Network as well. Um, I'm kind of going through a bunch of my stuff right now to get caught up on a lot of programming in case it gets cut off. The only problem is, is they won't have the old Raws and SmackDowns uh, until August for SummerSlam. So that's a major bummer as they continue to move things over there. Uh, I would have just liked to seen that every WWE Network subscriber get the option to go get carried over to Peacock rather than I have to wait for it to sunset on April 4th and then get prorated because I put in like a gift card. So because yeah. I get I, I, I would always get WWE Network gift cards for Christmas. So I have about an entire year's worth of stack. And I guess that'll parlay into other gift cards now rather than carry it over to Peacock. Uh, but I did buy the 499 service for now. 
I, I, I guess the downside to it is that it has commercials. I haven't watched anything on Peacock yet, but it does have commercials, Dr. Trey. So yeah. Uh, see, that's, yeah, that's, that's a problem. That's yeah, that's where I'm confused because when this whole thing was starting, I thought there was a $9.99 tier that was commercial free. There is. So there's a $9.99 tier that is commercial free. Uh, I started, so they have like this thing. It's like peacock.com slash WWE network. And I paid for the first four months at, uh, at nine ninety nine total. So like a two ninety nine uh, value for four months. And it was for the four ninety nine service. I do have plans to do the nine ninety nine service, uh, when that runs out, but I was like four months, nine ninety nine, and I'm going to be watching WrestleMania live. That's too good to pass up. So I thought it was something worth, uh, worth tackling. Here and at least trying out Peacock to add to my my many streaming services now, which whether it be AT and T TV, Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon Prime Video with my Prime account, like it's just nonstop with streaming, my friend. Yeah, and luckily I'm I'm so grateful to AT and T because I actually was able to get a decent internet service out here in the middle of nowhere, out on our little mini farm. Because uh, prior to about August. I couldn't do anything online. Like we try watching a movie on Netflix, not in multiple rooms, but just one movie. It would buffer all the time. And now we're actually able to watch it in multiple rooms. And I'm like, you like I have uh, Amazon prime, Hulu, Netflix, Disney plus HBO max. Um, that's in the network. And then I think I have ESPN plus, which I've never actually turned on, but it came with my Hulu package. So like, I'm just sort of like, I have all these streaming services, and I probably watch about half of them, but the rest of the family picks up the other ones and watches them. So I'm actually planning on going ahead and going to the 9.99 tier, so I'm like, I'm like already paying 9.99 a month anyway. I'll just transfer over because I hate commercials, and I can just skip through it. And um, the Punky Brewster reboot, I, I'm a huge Soleil Moon Fry fan, so uh, and and her assets. So I'm, I'm really like <laughs> interested in how that show works out. So there you go. Uh, WWE Network Legacy, Peacock, the big move today. Um, the 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 kid in me, Dr. Trey, does think it's a little bit of a weird name that they're going to constantly be saying now. Yeah, that was, I was going to say, that the, the one downside to this whole move for us is the fact that I have to say Peacock <laughs> all the time without actually giggling when I say Peacock. So. There was no, they couldn't go with NBC Plus? No, I think that was uh, taken by the na- uh, by the National Basketball Communist Party, so they had to wait on that one to be available. But it's NBC for some reason. After all these years, they are still proud as a peacock. Yep, there it is, folks. Peacock, the big move. WWE Fastlane this Sunday. Speaking of WWE Fastlane, Doctor Trey, we're going to preview and predict the card. There are five announced matches. They did announce a match on Raw, which has now been taken off the card. Braun Strowman, Shane McMahon. Damn, I'm so upset about that. Uh, let's get into it. Alexa Bliss taking on Randy Orton in an intergender match. I feel like this is going to be more cinematic than anything, Dr. Trey. The return of the Fiend, let's call it right now. I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss somehow getting the victory over the Viper Randy Orton. Yeah, because I don't see how you have Randy win the match and not have some faction of society be upset about male against female violence, I guess. I, I don't know, but... I'm going to take Alexa Bliss as well with the help of the returning Fiend in uh, all his uh, charcoal-y gloriness. I don't know how they're going to present it. I'm actually – that's the problem. I, I'm just interested to see how the Fiend looks post, you know, burnt alive. 
It'll smell crispy. Uh, for the WWE Intercontinental Championship, Big E defends against Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews, going back to his Nigerian roots, changing his accent, his entire look, demeanor, theme music. This is one of your guys, Dr. Trey, your longtime guys. Big move for him. But I don't see him getting the victory over Big E on Sunday. I would love to see him as Intercontinental Champion, but I'm going to go with Big E to retain. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Biggie too. Although I do like the character change, it's, it's this is what we've been clamoring for: like less smiley Apollo, like a more angry Apollo. And I think it's it's weird. Like, although he's he's having to work at the accent because uh, you hear it dip in and out, it's much more natural. As as like he's from the Georgia area, so I know a lot of people know. Him. They're like, yeah, that's usually how he actually talks. Uh, the only thing I didn't like, and this is just because of the wait, that's how he really talks. His he he does have a bit of a Nigerian accent. Yes. Wow, did not so know that. It's it's not as pronounced as like he enhances it on TV, but you know, and, and then you know, in real life, it's a little bit more just on certain words. It's kind of like when you get a New Yorker that moves to the South, and they pick up more of the Southern accent, but then they still say coffee. You know, it's just kind of like they have it on certain words. Uh, I will say the one thing I didn't like, and this is just nitpicking because of the Vince McMahon stereotype that he's racist, is you have Apollo debut holding a giant spear. Uh, I just thought like you could have done without the giant spear, but that's just you know because I I'm been the PC era of you know being politically correct, and I, I was waiting for somebody to be offended by that. There you go, there you go, folks. Uh, next match here is Drew McIntyre taking on Sheamus. I'm going to go with Drew McIntyre here. I'm not really sure why. We're getting this match on Sunday again. So am I? Be- I'm I'm behind right now. So I will take Sheamus with the help of Bobby Lashley to further the intrigue leading into the WrestleMania match. So I'll take I'll take Sheamus getting the win. Wow. Okay, that would be something. But definitely, uh, I could foresee that happening as well. Uh, next match here is Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler defending the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship against uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Uh, I was going to originally pick Sasha and Bianca, but I think Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler hold on to the titles going into WrestleMania, Dr. Trey. Yeah, I'm with you. We There's too many of these, hey, they could be a tag team and facing each other at the next big match. You know, we, we've seen it. You know, we just saw it uh, on NXT with, with you know, the uh, Finn Balor carrying across versus Oni and Danny Burch match. You know, to me, it's like I, I hate that storyline. Uh, we saw it with uh, Shawn Michaels and John Cena, you know, back in the day. So I'm yep. going to take uh, Nia and Shayna retaining just because I don't want to see that be a caveat on the Sasha Bianca match at WrestleMania. And then for the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defense against Daniel Bryan. Edge and Jey Uso will be taking on one another tomorrow night on uh, SmackDown. Winner becomes the enforcer. I would imagine Edge wins that match, his return match to SmackDown for the first time in 10 years. This is a very intriguing match. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns getting the victory. But for some reason, I'm starting to get this vibe that we're going to have Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 37. But when it comes to Fastlane, Dr. Trey, I'm going to take Roman Reigns. Yeah, I'm taking Roman as well. And I I think Edge accidentally spears Daniel Bryan or something uh, to set it up. Because I'm with you. You have Daniel Bryan kind of being in the tweener mode right now. Uh, the, that the desperation of you know trying to get that last you know WrestleMania main event match and you know him taking you know Edge out last Friday with the, you know the running knee, like it does feel like it's trending that way that that's probably gonna be a triple threat match. So I'll take Roman now uh, with Edge actually sparing Daniel Bryan for Roman to get the win. So there you go. There's our WWE Fastlane preview and predictions. We will recap WWE Fastlane 
the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania 37 on next week's show. With that said, let's get a couple plugs and sponsors out of the way. You can download the show every Thursday at TheBowerShow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the Still Real Toast Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us climb the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTUJeff and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. With that being said, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Don't like Justin, you can follow me on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Just search out Dr. Trey Franklin. Uh, when you're on Facebook, check out Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Uh, we have another big show coming up this Saturday as we build towards Wrestling Con 4, which will be May 15th in, in lovely Hazel Green, Alabama. Uh, really looking forward to that show as, as uh, C.W. Anderson is going to be there, Gangrel, Super Crazy, uh, and a bunch of other great towns are going to be there. Spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure my wife will be in reaction at Wrestling Con as well, which will be one of her first, very first matches. So I'm looking forward to seeing her perform. So uh, that's coming up May 15th. You can check it all out or on Facebook.com slash Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Go out there and support all the great things that support this, this Still Real Toast show and like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash The Still Real Toast show. Once again, we'll be back next week, March 25th, Thursday, March 25th. We'll be recapping, reviewing WWE Fastlane and getting you ready for WrestleMania 37. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we'll have the show on April 1st. And then that WrestleMania week, I, I think we're going to have to release a show on Tuesday, April 6th to get you ready for WrestleMania week, which actually will kick off that evening with the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. So keep it locked here over the next couple of weeks as Dr. Trey and I figure out the schedule as it will be a different WrestleMania week than we are accustomed to with uh, standard deliver taking up Wednesday and Thursdays, the Hall of Fame on Tuesday, and then, of course, Friday Night SmackDown, and then WrestleMania on Saturday and Sunday once again. So until next week, for Dr. Dre Franklin, I'm Jeff Peck. Stay safe. This is The Still Real Toast Show. Taking school spirit. The fun's just getting started. To the max. This is gonna be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun's just getting started. To the max. This is gonna be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock.